Hey, what's good, people? This is the Option Podcast. This is episode 144. That guy over there, he looks like Came Shock. We're going to find out, all right? The episode starts <laughs> right now. <laughs> What up, people? You have asked, you have asked, and you have asked. And for me, it's ask you and you shall receive. Because for me, I've got to give the people, give the people what they want. What up, game? Best intro ever. In your man cave. That's right. Love it. My wife absolutely refuses to call it a command center, so she's not having it. So man cave it is. She's okay with man cave though. Man cave it is. Hey guys, welcome along with my man came shock. I'm Jason DeBiss. This is episode 144. I'm sure about that right now. The Option Podcast, and me and him we're going to talk a little volleyball because that is all he has time for. Sometimes (laughs) less is more when it comes to quality. So get it. So um, all right. Congratulations, first of all. Thank you. That was. was that was a fun was, weekend. It was fun seeing you out there. That was fantastic, dude. It was Hermosa. Let's get a split screen. Boom. Um, dude, first of all, great competition. Mm-hmm. Second of all, great environment, right? So good. Uh, uh, I wish there was a bigger stadium. Yeah. Uh, look, I criticized them the first day because I'm like, I don't know what the hell the small set of bleachers or whatever, but where they they did a, a fantastic job, and I'm just going to try to move you a split screen, where I thought they did a fantastic job was um, they had a big old screen mm-hmm. where if you're on the second floor of Hennessy's or the first floor of Hennessy's, all from, so beach chairs, you could watch in that little surfer statue, you could watch all the way from the restaurant on the second floor. So I thought it was a good idea because when I, I remember crab play crab, Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the first time they came back, and um, there was a, they were turning away people. They had two sets of bleachers. They had the, the VIPs. They had uh, you know the, the courtside seats, and everyone watched it on that big screen. And it was it was Hermosa magical. And so was you. So were you guys. So were you guys. Let me um. Just let's... not quite as fun as crab versus crab, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, people were were pretty into crab sander too. Of that course, game. But me and Theo. I mean, I'm the only one, like the, dude. I'm I'm your fan. You're into us. Though, I'm so your... That's all we needed, dude. Guys, look, it's it's their one fan. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah, and we're not even like the villains. We're like the we're like the nice guys, so it's fine. Let's just put it this way: you know Theo can't win if he got a Canadian on his team. I mean, like Phil, <laughs> he's not Phil. Um, Theo, Theo's um, yeah, Theo's using you. He needs a, he needs someone. He needs people to cheer for him. So he's like, let me enlist a Canadian. Everybody <laughs> loves Canadians, but they still find still a way working, to. Yeah. <laughs> now we had a bunch of we had a lot of supporters actually, but yeah, it was yeah, it was amazing. Environment was so cool. People were Hermosa mm. man. That I was like, his second um yeah. first one second with John Hyde. Right, yeah. he won the first one with John Hyden. Yep. I think they beat Avatar and Miles Evans. I think yeah. that was the last one he played too, so in, in his mind he repeated. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure that even though there was no tournament in 2019, 2020, <laughs> 2020, you can't repeat if it's like three years later, bro. So let's walk through the process a little bit, and I'll make this really easy for both of us. Um, let's start with the most obvious question. Let's talk about your partner, because I know you... you uh, allow me to talk about you a little bit, but let's start with Theo. What's one one or two things you thought he did well in that tournament that um, kind of, I guess, made the difference? In, in, in a men's division where on any given, like, tour series, you guys are all evenly matched. 
um, championships are not won by blowouts. They're won by two-point victories, <laughs> right? Yeah. Go back and look at your championship run all the way to the finals. Think about how many of those were decided by two, and you're like, ooh, that could go another way. So give me one or two things you thought Theo did well in this this particular tournament that made you guys winners. Um, I would say, I mean, obviously everyone talks about how dynamic he is as a blocker. He, you know, he takes over the net at times for sure. But I think that was great. But I think the the number one thing that, that he did was, I think he was just so solid, like like stable and, and mentally strong. And, and basically the mindset that we had was to, you know, whatever happens in the match, nothing's gonna phase us. And we're just gonna continue to battle and continue to play the way we've been trying to train and trying to work. And um, if we keep, keep on that, I think, you know, it'll end up turning our way in those tight matches. So the difference at that point doesn't come down to being better at one certain skill than another than the other team everyone's so good right so i think we were just able to be on a confident level on a confidence level we were just there towards the end and nothing was really hitting us even when we kind of lost that second set in the final um you know we were in control the entire time there I had a few really bad breaks theo's blocking balls off of taylor's body parts and they're bouncing over the net and we're 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 kind of laughing it off we're not you know instead of getting some people would get frustrated or at times i've i've gotten frustrated in those situations going into a third set we were just like whatever it yeah. doesn't matter just keep playing the way we've been doing and did you, you feel know. snake bitten when it happened twice yeah i mean you just for a second you're just <laughs> like are you kidding me like you see that once a season but twice in the final yeah so it was it was but, but again we were just like so good at just letting it go like roll right off your back it's just like whatever and we we just did a good job of that and that's part of the reason why we're maybe not the most fun team to watch because we don't get super excited we don't get super down either so we're just kind of like steady and uh, that's you know that's to me what's going to get the job done for us uh, more often than not and and it's as we've been you know going through our second year together it's we're kind of proving that we're 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 tough to knock off our game i think and and if we can continue doing that you know hopefully we can win some more I'm a, a volleyball purist, so I'd like to say uh, first before we go, we move on to whatever. Um, I think you guys are absolutely fun to watch. I think your transition game is nasty. I think every time you get a dig, I'm at the edge of my seat because I know something really cool is going to happen. And I can only really say that about, like, I mean, forget the world scene. I'll just talk American scene because the world scene I could go all day. I got Ahmed, I got Lupo, all yeah. those guys that make good things. Christian Sorum, that make good things happen. Schweiner, Peru Peruz yeah. Peruzic, uh, flying under the radar checks. Uh, but let's, besides Taylor Crap, yep. Taylor gets a, gets a dick and it's in the air and then everyone's like this. And you feel, and you almost feel like everyone in the bleachers are gonna are standing up because they think something's gonna happen happen next. I feel the exact same way about you. So that's maybe that's just the purest in me that you know you don't do the staring across the net and all all you know the uh, the South Bay mean mug or whatever. <laughs> and I mean, I mean Taylor tried right. Theo got a block on him and Taylor looked at him and, he just, and Theo yeah. just goes, Yeah, here you go. <laughs> Shake my hand. Finally, finally, you didn't self cover. <laughs> Yeah, no, I appreciate that. He's like, comments. you got to give me one. Yeah, for sure. Like, finally. Well, I think Theo blocked him a number of times, a few yeah. times in that final. And then he could have had a couple more, obviously, if, if there weren't those miraculous, right. really lucky plays. But, but yeah. But those are things where, think about the semifinals, right? Uh, yeah. The, Phil gets blocked on the option by Taylor Sander, and that's, not only the turning point of the game, that's, that's well, it saved the game. That was for match also, point, right? I heard right, that. Yeah. I didn't see it. It was t either tied. It was either 20 up or 21, 21 up. Um, they'd already switched. and 
But not only did that save the game, it turned into what we theater performers called a, uh, an ultimate reversal, mm-hmm. you know, or an inciting incident that led to, you know, every, everything else. So I'm proud of you. I'm not your daddy, and but I'm proud of you, and I'm proud of, I'm proud of you Thanks, survived man. that, you know. So let's talk about you and Theo as a process. We talked about this this tournament, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm talking way too much. I got to I got to let you in here. No, no. Um, what are significant changes you saw in Theo's game the last year? You guys, you guys hooked up a year ago. You're out there grinding. You're finishing third. You're finishing second. You're making a big dent in the FIVB. Always at the scene of the crime. I thought Rome, you guys played out of your minds. Mm-hmm. Um, give me something that you saw a significant improvement. It could be off the court or on the court. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as skill set and you know controllables or just off the court. Maybe him just finally healing from. Some yeah. of these nagging injuries. Talk to me about Theo's process. I think, uh, I mean, it's been almost, it's been close to two years now. Because um, we got it together at the very end of 2020. But either way, a year and a half. It's, it's been a, it's been a, you know, to me, I'm always kind of going to be the type of person that thinks the longer you play with a guy, the better you're going to get. The more you can push each other, the more you find those buttons for each other. And, you know, Theo is super, what I will say is he's super invested in making a, solid run for 2024 being the like obviously it's going to be tough to qualify but um he's fully invested and he's putting in effort everywhere so that's kind of like one of the big things he's working hard in the gym he's taking care of his body he's getting healthier he's getting the treatments he needs to do and so in that sense you know we've been able to train a little bit more than i think last year at times when we were a little bit banged up so we're we're able to you know work on our game a little bit more that way um Playing wise, he's always breaking down the game a ton and like watching a lot of video. So he's he's always trying to learn new things that other teams are doing. And sometimes it's to a fault. Sometimes it sometimes it does. Sometimes he tries to teach me how to play defense, which can be like okay, like you're you're a blocker, I'm a defender. Let's figure out our roles here. And and, and but he's just so. But what you realize about him is, is he's just so tactical and, and and understands the game so well that he sees it at a different. He just sees the game at a different speed than a lot of people. And so he actually sees it at a different, like he sees it like easier than I do. What's, what's going to come next? You know, he's got that, like that, that instinct. And I think that's kind of one of his biggest things that people probably don't realize. And you, you see it when he's blocking, but like he can see, he can understand what the opponents want to do next. I think he's, he's done a really good job of showing that throughout these tournaments. Um, And then, you know, other things he's just offensively, I think he's gotten a lot better too. I think he uses his vision a lot more. I think he's he used to swing a lot more than he does now, and and we used to make fun of him for swinging JV angle too many times. But I mean, nowadays he's going up, taking looks, and making it a, just a nightmare for defenders. So if we're putting ourselves in a situation where teams want to serve me, then that's that's like I think that's an ideal spot for our team. And um, side out wise, I think we've just taken that next step, and and uh, I know I know we have the tools to make make it happen defensively too. So um, yeah, those are a few things. But he's. You know he's fully committed. We're both committed, and we want to we want to go medal in Paris, man. That's the goal. Like so it. we're we're working our way up. I just started the um <laughs> the lightning round thing late. I was like, wait a second, he's rolling. This he's is like, lightning round. Yeah, wait. Well, I mean, that was too long was, of an answer then. No, but I started the clock late. So, and I thought you were stalling for me, man. I'm like, this guy's trying to do me a favor. I'm not here. stalling. <laughs> he's like, you're like, get through it. All right, here's 
Uh, my turn, 60 seconds. Here's where I think Theo got better. I think on the court, I think his transition setting got significantly better. He's always been a good side outsider. He's always had a very, very, a, very decent hands. Takes, uh, uh, doesn't cut corners when he sets. You notice mm-hmm. he squares both shoulders to the pole, this and that. Get, make sure you have your court vision. But I started to see him do things on some of these digs that don't look like service he passes. And, um, you know, he always had decent forearm sets and he's always had, again, hands, but. His transition game looks something that I would like to identify as a world a world league player, not, mm-hmm. not a domestic player. Mm-hmm. This is something you see. I just named the, uh, everybody else, uh, um, right? Perusik and Schweiner, yeah. uh, Sorum and Mall, all of these guys who are jump set and this and that. And, he, and I see a little bit more of that, that in Theo Brunner mm-hmm. that I think is giving you more points. Mm-hmm. That um, Yeah, bettering the ball, I think he's... Before, so. Oh, oh, that was it. Yeah, that's our horn. (laughs) All right, so let's talk about obstacles. This isn't a lightning round question. What are some of the obstacles you guys faced the last 12 months? Just um, as far as, I guess, anything. Sponsorship, as Um, far as um, physical. I think, you know, both of us were mid-30s now, late mid to late 30s, 36, 37. Um, So I think... Physically is, is, is a big thing, just staying healthy. We're both like very physical players. Like we we use our jump and our reach and all that kind of stuff. So I think being healthy is pretty key. And um, that was an issue. It's been an issue at times for sure for me a bit, but more, more with Theo, um, just trying to stay on top of his body and making sure that he's able to, you know, get to the gym as, as much as he can and, and, you know, take care of the little things. You know, we got kids, we got busy lives and and we also have to make money on the side sometimes and um he he was doing a ton of coaching last year so he was pretty he was pretty haggard at times at practice and i think um you know that's been tough but i think we've since we've been able to move up the system so quick we've been able to get a little bit more resources with usa program and um financially that's helped quite a bit and so we've had that more of a you know that obstacle has been we've been overcoming that i I would would say pretty well um so there's that, and then there's like there's a lot of things with within a partnership. We've butted heads about a lot of things um, throughout the throughout the partnership, and what we want to do defensively, what we want to do in certain situations. You know, him showing up for practice late or something, or you know, you get if you're with a guy for so long, you're going to end up having things where you just fight about or have have issues with. And um, I think you know we've had to sit down with Scott Davenport, our coach, at times, and, and keep oh. going, no, keep going. No, this, <laughs> oh, this wasn't this, a lightning round. No, I'm an um, idiot. I'm, I'm just, not going to answer this here's, one. Here's <laughs> what has been a good obstacle that we've been. I'll try to make it quicker, but it, no. you know, you have these conflicts, you have these issues. We're able to, whenever something pops up, we're able to just like sit down and be like, "Listen, I'm not okay with what you're doing here, and and this part, this needs to change, and we need to get better here." Whether that's with me and him, or me and our coach, or our Theo and our coach, or whoever, we 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 don't want to beat around the bush. We don't want to just like sit there and wait for something good to happen. You need to be honest with your partner. We're at a point point in our careers where it's like, hey. If something's a little off or something doesn't feel right, let's just chat it out and figure it out right now and then we'll move on and then we'll get better. And so, you know, sometimes early in partnerships, you don't want to like hurt each other's feelings, but I think we're, we're beyond that. We're just like, we're almost happy to do it now. You're too old for BS. Yeah. There's no more BS. BS. Right. Um, No, I can appreciate that. Um, What about mental demons? We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about you now. Yeah, sure. Um, Is there, is there was there moments in like as you continue from indoor to beach because I, I know you're you're a killer setter for indoor um 
Is there moments where you feel like there's a bad deja vu happening that you had that you've had to deal with over the years? Kind of like a here we go again thing. Is there um, situations where you're supposed to treat 21 up like it's one one, right? Because you're supposed to be a professional, right? Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's what that's like what people matter. think. Right. Yeah, that's what people think. Um, is there a particular demon that uh, you find sometimes rears its rears its ugly head that you're dealing with? Um, not really like one in particular, obviously like, you know, things pop in your mind, things, it's a tight match or you lose that second set and, and you think maybe something pops in your mind about this similar thing happened last year or something. Or like we, I think in uh, Atlanta gold series last year, we lost the second set after winning. I think we won the first and we like, we're, we're up in the second and somehow the finals, right? Yeah. yeah, Somehow Jason Casey won the second and, um, I do, I, I know that I, th- that I'll have like something like a, I guess you could call it a mental demon pop in my head. Um, I had that at this tournament when, it, when that happened, I was like, oh, like we're, we're, we're playing super well. We're, we're pretty much controlling this game and somehow we lost a second set. Like, um, that stuff is going to pop. It, it does pop in my head for sure. Um, but I think the difference now is that, um, working with my sports, like it's, it's pretty, uh, valuable to just be aware that you you've had these thoughts or it's not a problem to have that thought as long as you're just like aware that it's there it's like well i it's okay it's okay to have these thoughts and we're humans and so like yeah you want to win and yeah you don't want to lose you don't want to have a fear of losing but like as long as i'm able to identify that like this is a natural thing for me to to have and and i can move along now because literally i had that thought for like a split second after the second set but then right after that i was like i honestly don't even care that they won the second set we're gonna and then i looked at theo and i was like I could, I could give two shits about them somehow winning that set. We're going to f- just continue to play our game, and I guarantee you we're going to make the plays we need to, to make to to just continue to move the direction we're moving, win, win or lose. But it doesn't really matter. It's like as long as we're still growing as a team and working on those things, and it's fine. So, yeah, I mean, mental side of it is, to me, everything at this point. And, and we talked about it earlier, too, but it's like there's nothing, there's nothing that really separates the top teams from the top four seeds of this tournament to like the next four seeds or whatever besides i believe when it comes down to 20 all 21 all yeah. and you're in the second set it's like who's going to be a little bit tight and who's going to you know and who's going to you know slow the game down a little bit and i think i've learned over the years like i've gotten better at that kind of stuff but i also know that i'm still going to struggle with it at times too there's no one who's who doesn't i believe i mean yeah. phil maybe when he's not caring about going to these tournaments he's just dominating he's just, but like yeah, it's, he's, just, it's, he's, he's just, a freak though yeah he's just chilling um, so and, and i've noticed growth in myself too i think there were plays in that match where where like normally i would go in and maybe just try to take a rip and try to beat the block or try to do something silly mainly just hitting and and i've learned i've learned a lot um just to be able to like oh like understand what's happening around you make a smart play make a good shot and you'll score and especially when you hit a lot of the time anyways it's like that those little things and you can feel it happening in the moment too you're like that is it's going to stick in my mind and then the next time this happens it's going to be something that'll you know pop in my mind again like hey be smart here you're you're down one in the third set or something maybe go up and take a look and don't be a meathead like yeah it's i think your operative word was um it's not a it's not an abnormal feeling right yeah i, I think i mean me speaking personally and professionally i felt like if i coached junior sooner sooner 
I would have taken years, gotten years back on my life as a player because I was one of those players that had that, that kind of hang up. But mm-hmm. ran, um, but listen to like Chael Sonnen from the UFC. Okay, basically say the same thing you say. Um, uh, two, two, the two important things that I got out of your this your 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 diatribe of of your of your self diatribe was one, the other team's feeling it too, mm-hmm. right? And two, it's it's natural. <laughs> it's not. It's it's yeah. And and I guess guys like Scott Davenport or you as partners or whatever, you just say, hey, next play, mm-hmm. or or you can like negative talk creep up in your head and this and that. So, mm-hmm. um, but Chael, um, he his hook was. Uh, this is what got me hooked. Uh, he said, um, they say that losing is not an option. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Right. Losing is an option. <laughs> losing is the most readily available yeah. option <laughs> all yeah, the time. Seriously. Hot 97 Ryan Ready. Yeah, yeah. Always there when I need when you need me, Kane. <laughs> First drinks on me. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, so I guess you as players, uh, uh, you keep you, you 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 treat it like it's not an abnormal feeling. And we as men more so than women, right? We don't want to admit it because we think it's like a sign of weakness or whatever, unless you're just um, mature, right? Right, uh, um, Mentally mature, where I think you and Theo are. I call you guys too old for bullshit. That's what I call you guys. We're, we're too, <laughs> too old, old for, for bullshit. bullshit. Yeah. And we just, <laughs> we just went over that. Yeah, yeah, just like answer the question. Too old for the shit, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, yeah. here's your new lethal weapon. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Which one? Oh, he's Murtaugh. You got to you got to be Riggs. Sure. You got to be Riggs. <laughs> so, um, all right. So now we're going to go lightning round question. Lightning sure. round question number two. What is your favorite Came Shulk moment? If you need a minute, I can go first. Should can I go, you go first? first? All right. Ladies and gentlemen, my favorite Came Shock moment. There's so many. I remember you and Jeremy Casebear winning your first AVP. I remember you doing some huge damage in Rome. Not to mention you being a hitman for hire the last two years, right? Playing with Baumgren, playing with this dude. And yeah. usually the hitman for hire are the blockers. You're the only defender <laughs> I know that was like a hitman for hire. But since uh, I pontificated enough, I'm going to use my last 30 seconds to give you my Came Shock moment. Huntington Beach, 2006. 17 in a qualifier match i'm gonna say that again look at where's my camera a qualifier match it was came shock along with reed pretty uh, uh facing rafa rodriguez and kevin mcculloch yeah. three future avp champions two olympians uh a qualifier round two match yeah. that was main draw worthy which by the way i i, I did a, a video called my top five qualifiers the last 10 years. I mean, there was a dispute on two, three, and four, but number one was indisputable. Hey, that was amazing. You what love is your that story? Okay, my, my favorite Kim Shulk moment, I guess, is what you're asking. I don't like talking about myself, but I'm going to just go with Hermosa this year because the finals. I felt like prisoner of the moment. <laughs> why not? We won. I mean, it was like such a huge step for our team and kind of set us up for what we're, you know, with the rest of the season. And I think, uh, I, I felt growth personally in that match more than I felt in many match like there haven't been many matches where I felt that type of like I am gonna make a play and I'm gonna make a play now and I'm gonna make a play again and we're gonna it's gonna happen and, and Theo I know is gonna make plays too so I think just for my, myself mentally it was like a pretty big pretty big one. Nice, that's awesome, dude. We saved the last twenty-two seconds. This man has answered it with with twenty seconds to spare. Hey, I'm scared <laughs> about the beeper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get I don't want to get beeped out. No. <laughs> All right. So, um, next lightning round question: 
Um, this I like to do everything in, in sets of three. So, sixty seconds. Give me your three favorite venues that you play the last five years. Three favorite venues. Okay. Could be in, do, um, domestically or okay. Three favorite. One of them has to be Stad. It's super sad that we missed it this year. Um, but winning Hermosa was better than going to Stad, unless we would have won that maybe, but whatever. Um, so Stad, Stad's on there. We all, we all know why. Most beautiful place. Everyone loves it. Um, Chicago would be one of my favorites. Um, incredible. Uh, just the fans there, the, the backdrop playing there is, it's so fun playing there. I just always, whatever, for whatever reason, it's just like the most fun place to play for me. And then for a third one, I would say when we went to Hawaii, AVP was like, I mean, it could have been a better environment with the fans, but I think if it kept going back there, it would be, it would be incredible. But I just love this. I just love Hawaii so much. My brother, my brother lives there and just spending time there is one of my favorite things to do. And, and, uh, it's just, yeah, a great place to be. So those are three yeah. quick ones. There's a lot. I mean, that was when Theo made the finals from yeah, the qualifier, right? Yeah, we don't want to talk about that, right? Yeah. Jeez. When he, that <laughs> oh, was the freeze. Tell me why. That was the worst freeze ever for him. Tell us why. Come yeah, on. Tell us why. It's because they changed the rule because of that, probably for Theo. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Theo, we're never going to win if, if we have a freeze. <laughs> All right. My favorite three venues, and, I, and I, I already had this conversation with someone before, but just like my underwear, my mind is ever-changing, all right? <laughs> Let's go New York City. They're not there this year, but I really, really like the immigration population, the Russians from Brighton yeah. Beach, the Dominicans from Uptown, the, the Koreans from Flushing, the Chinese from Chinatown, um, mm -hmm. the, the West Indians from Flatbush Avenue playing for all of their Caribbean national teams. All of them yeah. come through on Saturday and Sunday. Maybe not Friday, because New York, people got to work, so New York is one of mine. Um... As much as the Manhattan Beach is the granddaddy of them all, I like to. I really, really like Hermosa Beach. I really mm -hmm. like just rolling off my couch. Mm -hmm. I trip, I fall, I'm there. And even if I'm not on center court or whether I'm coaching, because some 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 of the venues I'm, you know, I'm, I'm coaching some guys. Mm -hmm. You know, I punch my ticket a couple of times into the draw with some people, which I'm proud of. Love it. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, we can name them later, but my third one is Coconut Beach. I got to call that last year in 2021, uh, where Evan Corey and uh, Logan Weber beat Rafa Rodriguez and Pierre Marcinic. Mm. I had the privilege of calling Center Court for their their Amazing. cable channel, and and you know the, I've never been there. There's night lights. Um, there's like Christmas lights. These white lights. There's a restaurant on the beach. Mm -hmm. um, humid day means a party atmosphere at night, right? Because yeah. you don't have you're not out here. You know it's kind of yeah. It's brick at yeah, night, yeah. right? You're like oh, I'm gonna be on my roof on the laptop. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're just not. So yeah. Posture. To add to that, though, I will yeah, also say any venue where you're playing night matches is like amazing. It's it's so the, the atmosphere it's so good at, for at the sport, just too, like, isn't it's it? Amazing. People are just into it. It's just like the, the, the lights make a different vibe. I just I just think it's amazing. But it's also we good do for that the more. sport. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, look, California is an early culture, but come on, man. I grew up with some night owls, man. We, we can get some of these night matches out there. Hawaii. I think Atlanta will have it. But like, I think yeah, they should. It would be cool to have. Have, have, having like a finals at like 9 10 p.m with everyone just like rammed in the stadium would be one of is is one of the coolest things and i've done yeah. it in different places but like yeah anyways it's almost like a baseball baseball environment yeah it's just you know it's dark there's lights out yeah um people doing the wave and it's there's a, almost a soccer meets baseball yeah uh, environment for these night games atlanta is a very it'll be that was a very a good one. one like saturday sure. night in atlanta if you yeah. remember that last year yep. saturday night atlanta looked like a party i wasn't yeah. there but no there were some um, fun night matches there all right so one minute Give me um, a new team out there 
which we which in New York we we refer to as a problem. Like they're so good and they're so nasty. Um, so for I'm each for each gender, you can go domestic or 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 whatever, but you got to give me one per gender. That's the rule. I well, ready? You okay. go first. Go sure. Um, for the women, it's it's cloth and nuts. I mean, if they're are they new still? But I guess we're the two years old. But keep going. They are ridiculous yeah. and did it their own way too. Like they could have picked up partners to pick up points in the world tour, but like they're they're like, oh, we'll just get into one, and they snuck into one, and then they <laughs> won it, and then they're just like, okay, like whatever. They just, they honestly like are the epitome. They like, just seem like they don't. Care. They're just like, whatever. We're gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine, guys. Don't worry. So and everyone's telling them what to do, and they're just like, no, it doesn't matter. They, they are make their uh, own rules. they're good yep. people, and uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty impressive. Um, for the men, I, I would, I would go with, uh, I mean, Phil and Casey as a new team. Like that's just annoying to me, but they're yeah. so good. They're I a mean, problem. They're just a problem. Yeah. You don't want to <laughs> run into them. You don't want to run to Phil with anyone, but yeah. then all of a sudden, you know, what's Phil doing this year? Oh, he's playing with John Sutton. Who knows? Da, 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 da. And then, uh, him and Casey are now just playing together and it's like, that's a tough team to deal with and a big team and a side out team. And it's like, yeah, yeah. that's a problem. Well, kudos, kudos to you for not allowing that nonsense to happen. Dude <laughs> rolls off the couch. I was on a previous podcast. Look, I interview players. So I before before we go on, I tell the players, you do Phil's GOAT status because you, you still got to play these people. But yeah. I gave myself permission to be like, shame on y'all. Dude, I'm, I'm going to just play some back row defense and, and win. <laughs> just like, you know, I, I mean, Hilarious. I was happy for him because he yeah. is, as far as my favorite American GOATs, yeah. uh, uh, my three are Randy. Yeah. Um, Karch and Phil. Yeah. My favorite team. I mean, the GOAT team, I think, is Karch and Stephas, but yeah. But one, two, three, Randy, Randy, Karch, and Phil. Yeah. You know, he's GOAT. And, and really imagine agree. if they had like 26, 24 stops instead of like eight. He, 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 I mean, as far as tournament he'd wins, be, he'd he'd be, everyone out of the water, dude. It wouldn't even be close. Yeah. yeah. Nah. So, all right. So here's my, my male and female team that I think are a problem. Now, this. I don't know. It's supposed to be kind of a debate, but you just like Eminem from Eight Mile. You you took everything I was about to say with Kristen Nuss and Sarah Clothes. Yeah. yeah. Look, I'm a prisoner of the moment. I love them. They're yeah. warm. They're personable. They're classy. And they decided to tell everybody to go kick rocks as far as rules are concerned. So yeah. much, in fact, the governor, the, the lieutenant governor, said you are now sponsored by the state of Louisiana. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know you that. like that? They are sponsored by the state of Louisiana. The lieutenant governor. Is, is what said, does that mean? What does that, that means that like their trips are. <laughs> Look, one less thing to worry about, and it's a reason for them wow. to stay. You got a good coach. You got first class facilities. Visit California six times a year and, wow. and, and be a Louisiana product. So I got to go with them. But That's for my cool. women's team, I got to go with Betsy and Kelly Chang. Betsy mm-hmm. Flint, um, there's very few killers left in this game. Misty May was one of them. That gives you an idea of what I'm talking about. But the other two killers are, are Betsy Flint and Kristen Nuss. Those, mm-hmm. those girls that are, that are like, I'm going to F you up if you serve me. Yeah. You know, There's not too many kills in this game. And for the men, new team, got to go Taylor and Taylor because they don't have a downside. Mm-hmm. I only see upsides yeah. with them. Only I only see... They've already made the yeah, finals. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, two to be exact. I mean, well, not to be exact, but two that I remember. But that the end was, the men were very easy for me because there's no downside yeah. you know new teams yeah you know my favorite team is y'all oh, you know, and, and trevor and try. Tre- well trevor and try it's tough for um, me to play them at seven. yeah again as a purist i'm more of a fan of the sport than particular players yeah but my men were trevor theo and baranic and my women were nuss cloth and chrissy jones nice. those are the ones where i'm like 
you know, move, move out, you move out my way. I'm standing in front. I'm standing in front of you. Go, you know, bugger off. Yeah. So those are the ones where I'm like, yeah, those are the ones I want to watch. But, um, and cool. dude, I'm become he enlisted a Canadian, so he's, he <laughs> he only wins, right? So, all right, you and Jeremy K. Spear, you won Seattle three years ago. Um, this is not a lightning round question, but walk me through those final moments on match point and then and then how you felt after a match. All right, so you're at match point right now. Mm-hmm. And I might put a video up on the edit later. Yeah, know, yeah. Uh, like an actual video so you can. So the floor is yours. I think it went deep in the second, or it was 2-0, but it was like side out, side out, side out, side out, and just like waiting to make a play and, and waiting to take over over the match. So I think... Oh no, sorry, it was in the freeze. So we were up a couple points. We were just up a couple points, but it was just kept going in the freeze back and forth. And and that that the freeze at that time was just like, man, let's get this done. Like we're up three or four points. Like let's just finish this thing. Um, but but yeah, I think in that moment it was just trying, I think just like working with Jeremy to figure out a way to score one more point in this match to win this thing. And not really thinking about winning the tournament. I don't think you when you win a tournament, you're not thinking about winning a tournament because that just but mentally, that's what we just talked about before. So it's, uh, you know, if I'm thinking back to 2019, it was, I remember just like Jake and Taylor move, jumping into another level and and uh, all of a sudden starting siding out like crazy. And then what I remember is we were getting touches, we we're getting close, and then Jeremy made a good little touch off the block and I shoveled him up and he just hammered it on, on two to, to put it away. And so then I think like after winning that, you just pure joy something that you've worked your whole career for and uh you just like that's everyone's goal like in the sport is to win a tournament and so doing that with jeremy was like super special him and i had a really good relationship and a good partnership and i love playing with him um it was yeah one of the happiest volleyball moments of my life for sure dude it was i'm trying to find match point and i think i found it no he goes into the net so yeah, we're definitely gonna um, actually make sure we have this. <laughs> it was against Jake and Taylor, right? Yeah. All right, cool. So I like more fiery than than I did with Theo. So like let's look excited. on this screen right here. It's Check it out. Here, right here. Yeah, we could look over here. Oh. Boom. There's the dig. There's Jeremy on two, or down three. Touch block. <laughs> and there's the moment. And it was a really cool environment. I had a whole bunch of fans from Vancouver come over. Yeah, and uh, Seattle's a nice dude, venue Seattle too, right? Seattle is one of my favorites too. Yeah, I wish that was still on the, on the calendar. We got to get that back. Yeah, we definitely got to get that. Yeah, back. that was an amazing moment for sure. How much lifting do you do in the off season? Um, I, I, four times a week. Uh, fairly, a lot of like mobility, a lot of strength, a lot of Olympic stuff. Um, you know, you learn your body a little bit more every year, and uh, I think sometimes a little bit less is more in terms of like how much stronger I think I need to get or how much faster I think I need to get. I don't really need to get much more physical. I need to be really smart about being healthy and maintain my body and um, stay in, in a certain weight range and then be mobile enough to be able to, you know, do this for a long time. So start getting more and more on the John Hyden plan every year. Yeah, John Hyden is, um, I visited him in Nashville, man. He's still Killing it, yeah, dude. Shredded. <laughs> just, I just think still he, so good at siding out. Yeah, look, he got out of indoor at the right time. Yeah, and like p- people don't know, John um, John Hyden was an Olympian in mm-hmm. Atlanta, um, outside. Was hitter. he a starting outside hitter, or was he? Um, he was on the end of the bench, but against yeah. Bulgaria, 
Yeah. With nothing to lose. He's like, put me in, coach. They went five sets and he was just. That's amazing. I mean, they lost, but it wasn't because of, it wasn't because of him. He was just teeing off. Big Dang. smile. Dude, put big some video s- of that up. Huh? I, <laughs> I want to see some video of that. Cool. Brian McDermott says, great playing this weekend. Chain came. Thanks, man. Love what you're doing out there. Brian, he's from um, Progression Beach. Nice. In Chicago. It's an Sweet. indoor beach facility. Cool. Um, Derek Zimmerman. There's a long time in and out AVP guy. Service pressure and blocking. That's what we were talking about before. Hey, Jay. Tell came Andrew from TO says, what's up? What's up, man? Dude. I remember Andrew. Good people. Handsome yep. dude. Lefty. Yeah. It's yeah. a lefty if you remember that guy. Yeah. So final lightning round question. I like to talk about um, controllables. Mm-hmm. So you're going to give me three things that you always control that the other team can't take away off the court. And I'm going to go on court. All right. Uh, three things that. Three things that I can control three things myself. The other, yeah. Three, or, thing, three things the other team can't make you not do. They like, can't for example, me from doing Yeah. For example, like on the court, sir, right? It's 100% controllable. So those are more technical things. But I'm talking right. about off the court like as far as gym, preparation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So give me three things. Probably won't even take a whole minute. Got three it. things that I can control that other people cannot control. Yeah. Off the court. Um, my, I mean, my diet. Uh, Do you eat like a Canadian? What, what, that <laughs> what does that mean? mean? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure that means Do you eat like an American. Not They're not bad. a lot different. Um, yeah, I would say my diet. I would say um, my work, my gym, the, the gym, like like uh, taking care of my body, and then I think overall as a whole is just like how much time you're putting in, like your work ethic. Um, and the, like everything, it kind of is under an umbrella of like, you know, if, if you're mental training, if you're physically training, if you're taking care of your body, all of this stuff to me is, is very similar, but I think nobody else can touch what I'm doing there. And I think all of it comes down to just like working, outworking your opponents and you can outwork them while you play against them, but also if you outwork them off the court, that's what's going to make you have those extra inches in the end and, and to win. So um nobody can nobody can nobody knows how much i do off the court for one and then nobody can can also can slow me down there so i think uh there was no horn i was so disappointed no horn horn there no well i turned down the sound to find your finals video and then the vacuum Uh, came on and we i mean a little adversity no big deal (laughs) it'd be a good pod wouldn't be the first time right for for both of us who are probably combined 85 years old (laughs) um well i'm 52 this month okay 36 so Yep, eighty something. You don't look it. We can go play the dyno. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Just, I'll just stand at the net, and when it goes over, I'll be like, "Come on, Cam, come on, you got it." (laughs) Perfect. No, my dude, I I was a killer player, but I just played. You look like you're about thirty-five, so yeah, I know. I look like an ugly thirty-five. I don't even look like I'm (laughs) fifty-two. You definitely don't. Um, so here are my three controllables on the court. One, let's talk about serve. Right at all levels, one hundred percent serve. No one can slap it out of your hand. No one can make you miss. This includes the windy conditions because they're serving under the same conditions as you. Two, in system setting. All right, this is more of a junior's answer. That's mm-hmm. why um, you handle the complicated. I'm handling the <laughs> other. Right. So on the junior scene, right? If someone gives you a perfect pass, the other team can't make you set poorly. Right. Yeah. Only you can make yourself set poorly. So that's 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 an encore controllable. Three. I would say taking care of the little things like down ball, free ball, right? Mm-hmm. Like don't, the game looks more beautiful. You just put both arms out and do this instead of just one arm and our hot dog and all that stuff. And those are things, you know, the, that some people think are cute or whatever, but they're bad. They're habitually bad. And, yeah. and, and they think it's good for the sport and it entertains people. But honestly, yeah. I have an old friend tell me the game looks more beautiful when you just 
put your platform out there when you when you don't cut corners because yeah. now people walking by they're like this is interesting this volleyball thing let me look longer and now you know we got all because of controllables for sure uh, it, it, i love um, those yeah so and indoor right like starting position right identifying the set if the set is sure. front row back row this again this is um you know, I coach at all levels, but I'm because I'm, I'm coaching 13s. Yeah. My, my, my junior's hat is literally on my head right now. So, Fair. all right, we're winding down because I know you got somewhere to go. Um, ooh, maybe we could do this in one minute together. Wait, I got, I got to, I like this one. What old school route would you uh, want back? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, hmm. Which one would I like back? I. I don't like the dribble, the dribble aces, but it's pretty hard to take that out, to be honest, in my opinion. So that's one thing that I would think. But I think it would be fun. What I'll say is, I think it would be super fun to try playing big court. I don't know how how I would do, but I think um, I'm a ball control player and I and I move fairly well. So I think it would be super fun to try to try, try to battle people on a big court with like the the, the longer scoring system would be would be insane. But I understand why all the rules have changed. But I think that would be one. The big court, it'd be, I think it'd be fun to play. I would like to do just like have one tournament where it's big court. I'd like for, for me, I just, I don't like hard driven balls being allowed to be carried. Okay, double hits, protected or whatever. So that was a rule that got changed? Maybe, because yeah. I've never seen an FIVB game at the highest level. Yeah. Or an AVP game where um, you're allowed ball. to carry it. Yeah, right? Look, there's a lot of rules like, oh, I didn't dink it, I hardened my hand, but I, I never see that in the high-level game. Right. Uh, um, oh, the ball hit the line. No, the sand kicked it up. You never see that at a high-level game. You never yeah. see these these Bush League things at a high-level game. So there's not a whole lot of rules I would like to see change. I just like the rules at the highest level to be for, to be enforced at these other levels, these people worrying about their rating, you know? Open-hand right. tip, how many Cobras do you see at a high-level game? Right. Uh, I mean, but, but if I had to change one rule, I would say, I, I just that I would just I would say if if that's an actual rule, right? Carry shouldn't be protected under any rule. Okay. Not first, second, or third. You know, I mean, CBVA to their credit wrote into their rules that you cannot receive serve um, overhead because right. they don't have they have players in their games and to avoid arguments and and I think that's smart on them. But yeah, just educating our people at home. It was never illegal. Has has never been illegal for you to receive serve with your hands. It's only illegal just, to carry it or double it. Right, right. You just same to thing it perfectly. And same thing applies to a hard driven ball, right? Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Yeah. Indoor as well. Yeah. Indoor as well. Like remember, everyone was like, "Oh, we're going to to hand passing." I'm like, "No, it's just double hits now." Yeah. It's it's never been. Right. It's, it's just the refs got together. Yeah. Just became like, renegades and just we got to make up like, something to get them to stop doing it. Seriously. You know, um, kid. Wants to take a picture of you, Came Shock. I want to take a picture of Came Shock. A kid. While they, yeah, okay. while they're taking a picture with you, this kid's like, I'm, I'm 17 years old. I want to play beach. Any tips? Hmm. Work your ass off. I mean, get, find a good coach for one. Like find, find people that you know. My man. <laughs> My man. Find people that you know will be in your corner and can help you get there. Um, in terms of like actual movement and technical stuff, it would be like I'd want to work with them to see what 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 to start on. But I think the number one thing to start with is footwork, like figuring out what you need to do with your feet in order for passing, setting, serving, get that dialed in, those small little movements so that you're able to just like, you know, starting in the right path, the rest kind of follows. So, but yeah, number one thing, 
surround yourself with great people, find a good coach, give Jason a call. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm, I do it at all levels, man. Love it. <laughs> ask, dude, I asked the person next to me, what does he do for a living? Because he asked, I was sitting with Randy this weekend. Okay. We were calling basically court two. Nice. There was no live stream. So Randy had this I idea. I saw a little bit. Yeah, that was it's awesome. Going in by varsity sports and Love then it. you just go back and forth. Yeah. Just, just talk, talk nonsense. We did it with Qatar versus USA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then someone next to me was like, who is he to, to talk about these players or criticize these players and this and that? And I heard him. And off camera, I said, what do you do for a living, right? He's, oh, I'm an attorney. Oh, a big law firm and this and that. <laughs> and I'm like, this person next to me, what, is she, what do you think she does for a living? And he's like, I have no idea. And I'm like, that's my wife. She's in finance, okay? Yeah. So we, and so, and I said, ask me what I do for a living. <laughs> yeah. You ever see the movie 300? <laughs> Spartans, yes, so what do good. we do for a living? Ow, ow, ow. Looks like I brought more soldiers than you did. Yeah. So um, that, but that has entitles me though, right? For sure. To criticize volleyball people with yeah. volleyball. Yes. <laughs> did I say something about Kame's mom? No, I'm gonna get decked, right? <laughs> exactly. No, right? Yeah, Those yeah. Are them. Now them fighting words. It's, we ain't talking about mothers, right? Right. So, so I know you have a full stop somewhere, but we have 60 seconds lightning round questions. Sure. Um, I've got. Five to ten minutes to have to for sure have to leave. That's all we need. We gotta yeah. because we're doing lightning round. All it is in sixty seconds. Okay. Um, oh, all of them together combined. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I have to be like a really smart to <laughs> understand all the questions. <laughs> Did you see his eyes get bigger? Oh, <laughs> he went. What was the question again? Lightning round. It's like that'll take sixty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> the same family feud. Okay, you ain't got to bang bang nothing to get the number I'll play one inside. Okay. Yeah. Oh, definitely play the hell out. I just want to meet Steve Harvey, dude. Yeah. All right. So lightning round questions. Best conditioned partner you ever played with? Best conditioned? Yeah. What do you In mean? the best shape. Oh, best shape? Let's go Jeremy. I mean, look how shredded yeah. he is. It's John Mayer's pick too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the most angry player you've ever played with? Jeremy. <laughs> For sure. Uh, freeze or no freeze? Freeze. I still like it. I still like it. All right, it. there you go. Uh, pool or beach? Beach. Yeah. Last good book you read? Um, what's it called? I uh, I read a book called. Uh, let's just cut that one out. I, I forgot right, that. We'll I'm go back to that. Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? Harry Potter. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, I was gonna say, damn. Dude, Lord Kyle, of the Rings. Kyle so Friend good. is here. It was a while ago. Kyle Friend is here in spirit. Yeah. Uh, um, Paw Patrol or Blaze? I don't watch either with <laughs> no, my daughter my daughter watches okay. car the cars movie that's like her favorite that's that's blaze blaze yeah. and the monster machines okay no no she watches like literally like car like the cars movie yeah oh like cars she watches cars yes. yeah she she wants dude. that's all she ever uh, that's all she ever wants to watch dude, my daughter's peppa pig dude it's, okay. it's everyone's in an english accent hi I'm, this is my brother george <laughs> and they snore um so last year brook here right we're gonna just skip that yeah i don't i'm not a huge reader but Maybe. I did read one recently. I just forget the name of it. But I, I read like sports like books, and yeah. um, I try to. Yeah, I'm just not a huge reader. I'll recommend one that I recommend. I recommended the Taron Cloth and Kristen Nuss. It's called Unbroken. Okay. It's written by Laura Hildebrand. It's about this this World War II guy, his plane crash in the Pacific, survived like I think three months, and then finally landed on an island. The island was Japanese, so he was out of the frying pan into the fire. Cool. And just this man's resilience and and to, I mean. Every reason in the world to check out and just never quit. 
Cool. And, and probably lived to close to 100 years old. He was a USC track and field guy. I think he was one of the, the first or second guy to break like the four minute mile or something like that. Wow. Um, his name is Louis Zamperini. And um, I told Nussin Cloth. And they'd actually literally just got done watching the movie before they came on the podcast. So, that movie based yeah, on so that. I kinda, yeah, so I kind of creeped him out a little bit. <laughs> You're like, how did you I'll know? I'll probably just read the movie. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> read I mean, the come movie. Come on. I don't want to read. You want to read? Who, who the hell reads? Nobody <laughs> reads anymore. Get out of here with that. This reading stuff. <laughs> um, so we are about to go, but is there a particular website? Or an IG handle. Mm. People want to know more about Came Shock. Yo, how could I Just be down? I'm, I guess. I'm down with these Canadian dudes, man. Where, where can I find Came Shock? I'm going to be in Vancouver tomorrow with Troy Field playing Vancouver Open. So they can find me in there in Vancouver. Um, that'll be super fun, actually. Oh, my it's God. Open tournament. It'll yeah, dude. 10 grand for first. What? Um, it'll be some good teams there. But, but my Instagram is Kamer, C-H-A-I-M-E-R. What about the website? I saw your website. I have a, yeah, cameshelf.com that has not been being updated very regularly, so yeah. probably need to get on that too. Well, you won Hermosa, so now it's time to... Probably t- should add something to yeah. that. Who Do you do it yourself? Uh, no, I have a buddy that, that does it for me. I don't really, I can't do the back-end stuff. Yeah. Very, I'm not... Um, must tell your buddy to give me a call, because right now what I got going on on my website... Um, it's legit? Yeah, I just, I want to improve it. I'm nice. just looking for suggestions. Um, as you can imagine, I've been going at this whole thing by myself for quite some time. So one of my resolutions is to have the humility to ask for help when cool. I need it. You know, I'm doing a documentary. I'm supposed to submit it by October. It's called Club Coach. Nice. That's why I disappeared the last few few Crazy. days. I, I'm in ten different cities: nice. Austin, Lubbock, New Orleans, Chicago, Denver for the AVP, Vegas, Omaha, mm-hmm. Wisco, Kerry Shoe. So I'll carry out there. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, Salt Lake and then back home. That'll be awesome. So, but I'm going to need help with the production. If I do this myself, it's going to be okay. And yeah. I, I spend too much time for this for to help. be okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. So, Theo, I'm <clears throat> so came might love you guys, but me, I don't love you guys. In fact, I can't stand you. In fact, I'm out of here. All right. So, for all of you at home, for all of you on your droid if that still exists or your iphone or ipad for all of you on your desktop who runs the world old school old school for my man came shock canadian's own i'm jason debeus this is episode 144 of the option podcast i'm gonna hit my music and we're out come check out the option podcast on optionvb.com it's also available on itunes and spotify and on youtube under the ny varsity sports handle you're gonna love what you hear